All right, guys, if you missed out on Freight Fest 2023, I feel for you. I know you're punching air. However, Freight Fest 2024 is going to come sooner than you think. Right now, go to www.freightfest.com. Early bird tickets are available. Listen, we're already planning for next year. It's going to be crazy. We are already lining up the speakers. Uh, Make sure you stay tapped in with us for all the updates, but get your early bird tickets right now for Freight Fest 2024, happening on September 26th through the 29th at the Royal Sinesta Galleria Hotel in Houston, Texas. All right? Go to www.freightfest.com for more updates. I can't wait to see y'all there. Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'll be asleep and then about three o'clock in the morning, uh, a, a thought will come in my head like, oh, you can do this. Like, and I'll jump up, like write it down or put it in my phone. Like, OK, Google how to start a last mile delivery service. And I'll start back. I'll go back to Google, see how I can do something. And if it's something that I feel like I can conquer, which I feel like I can conquer anything, um, I'll just jump right out there and start it or do it. It's more so about me trying to keep my costs down as low as possible because I want to start these things, but how can I start it without spending thousands of dollars? So I always try to see what that other option is before investing all of my money, 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 money. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, so Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we are back with another amazing episode. So today I have a special guest with me. I have Miss Destiny Rykard Davenport. Right. I got to make sure I get that right. (laughs) Destiny Rykard Davenport. She is the owner of Destiny Way Logistics, which is a freight uh, dispatch company, freight brokerage, and also last mile delivery service. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. Awesome. So, you know, Destiny and I connected. She has a really amazing, awesome story of how she got into transportation. I really wanted to share with you guys. And the way she actually currently runs her business is pretty amazing as well. So, you know, first of all, Destiny, welcome to Truck and Hustle. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the fam. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So let's get into your story a little bit. You started out as 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 a fraud analyst, correct? Is, is that right? I did. Yes. I started out as a fraud analyst with a bank, which was um, Bank of America. And okay. um, just to dive right into my story and how I got into the trucking industry, um, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, he decided to switch careers from a chef to um, a truck driver. So he went to truck driving school and decided to drive trucks. And um, I still was working at the bank and just pulled and not being happy with the whole um, office setting and things like that, even though banking was my background. Um, And I just started looking into the trucking industry. Like he jumped right in. He liked it. He enjoyed it. So I wanted to see like, okay, well, what is it that I can do? I know he's not going to allow me to go on a truck, but what can I do in the trucking industry as a woman? So I started basically like Googling different things that a female can do in the trucking industry. And I would always see freight brokering. And then um, I started researching freight brokering. So once I started like doing my due diligence there, seeing like what it took to um, start your own freight brokerage, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do it, but it's, you know, a bit expensive. So maybe I could take a step back. So I still did a little more research. Um, And then I came across freight dispatching. And when I like the details and how you could start a freight dispatching business, it was literally you can start it up with little to nothing with all the tools that I already had, which was a computer, a phone, Internet connection. I'm like, okay, I can start here. This is something that I can do. So um, what really made me jump into it, though, after like doing a little bit of research while I was a fraud analyst, I had a customer who called in 
um, there, it was a husband and wife team and the husband's debit card got shut down due to fraud. We suspected fraud because obviously he was like in the area or something we weren't familiar with. And I got that call, which to me was fate. Um, and the lady was so upset. She's like, you know, my husband is, you know, he's a truck driver. I'm dispatching him and I'm trying to get him loads and we're trying to get gas and I can't buy gas because you guys shut my car down and, and so forth. So I'm like, okay, um, let me get that taken care of for you. And then, which I really wasn't supposed to do at work. I was like, what do you mean by dispatching him? How do you dispatch him? Mind wow. you, I have a little bit of knowledge of what's right. going on at this point. So, um, you know, she just gave me the um, information on what it was she was doing, like how she was dispatching him. She was like, you know, I book his loads and things like that. She was very helpful. So that made me want to go even more into like what it was because it was so exciting. I'm like, she's on the road with him. I could be on the road with my man too, you know, dispatching his trucks. So um, that's basically how I got started into it. I did more research. um, And then after like getting all the information that I need, um, after starting my LLC and getting my name, my logo and things like that, I just decided to launch the business and it's been Destiny Way Logistics has been here ever, ever since. Got you. So you said you did more research after she, after you had that conversation, where, where did you look to get the information? What kind of re- research did you do? I was looking on Google, believe it or not, between Google and um, YouTube. I would YouTube a lot of like how to start a freight dispatching business or um, truck dispatching business. And I also um, like went on like those hashtags. They really work on Instagram. So I would go on Instagram and see like truck dispatching hashtags. And that's what led me to like the whole community of people who are doing this. It wasn't really many as many as it is today. It wasn't as many a few years ago, but I did come across some amazing people who were like doing it or trying to get into it. So that's how I was able to kind of like jump right in. Got you. Now, how different was the information from what you found on Google to when you actually started, you know, getting into the business and and, and getting up and running? Really different. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell us about that. So Google doesn't tell you it could take it could be really hard um, getting like truck drivers to sign with you and things like that. Um, it does. It also doesn't tell you, OK, well, you need X, Y and Z to operate smoothly. Like it doesn't tell you about like a TMS system or something to keep your drivers organized. Or if you want to build a team, it doesn't tell you how to do those things. So when I jumped in, I was under the impression like, OK, well, I got my laptop. I got my phone. I got the Internet connection. Um, this is all I have to do to make this amount of money every week. But then you start and it's like, okay, well, how do I get my first driver? Right, right. How, what, do what they was come your, to what, me? Do I got to call them? Do what, I got to really be at these truck stops? What, what was your goal as far as in terms of fi- finances? What did you want to make a week? What did you think was a, a, a fair goal? To- so for me, I targeted my, like, I targeted what I wanted to make super low compared to what I know I can do now. Um, okay. I really wanted to make just like, I was like, if I could just make, you know, a quick $1,500 every week extra, I would be satisfied. Okay. That would help cover, you know, the few bills that I have and I'm, you know, starting this business, starting out. So I I think I started pretty low. Okay. Got you. So you said basically Google didn't cover things like, you know, those intangibles, like how to get drivers and, and, and so forth and so on. So how did you learn? So I learned by experience. I had to jump right in. So when I first like launched, I had my launch day. And at that time, I still didn't have any carriers to go off of. So I'm launching this business, but I'm not even actively doing the work. Um, so after a while, I just thought like, okay, because I really, I'm, I really didn't want to go to truck stops and stuff like that. Like some of the things had recommended you to do. Um, so what I did was I came across like Indeed postings, and like the the I had like an aha moment. Like, okay, wait a minute. Let me put this on Indeed, like to see if I can get a few people to kind of at least reach out to me. So that's what I did. I created an Indeed post and I started getting uh, like so many people started like reaching out to me. And it was to the point where I still was at work and I didn't know what to do. I was at work ignoring calls left and right, left and right. And then I would go on my lunch break and try to call some of them back. And they're like, yeah, I see you got posts for owner operator. And I'm like, okay. 
I don't know what the owner operator is. <laughs> it didn't tell me any of that. Google didn't tell me the difference between an owner operator or a, 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 or a driver. Yeah, right, like okay, who already right, right. is with the company. It didn't tell me any of that. <laughs> so I'm learning off experience here. Okay, okay. So so hold on one second. All right. So first of all, how, how'd you wind up on Indeed? What were you doing on Indeed and to get that idea? It just popped in my head. I don't okay. know. Like I'm always looking for like different ways. Again, I, I'm an outsourcer or I'm a person who wants to always do something like different. So me, like prior to getting in the trucking industry, I tried to start a staffing business and I needed indeed for that. So my aha moment came from like, okay, well, maybe if I put this ad out there, I'll get some people who's interested and then I can kind of um basically like pitch myself to them. They'll be considered a lead. So that's how I looked at it in that sense. Got you. And and what what did that ad look like? What did that post look like that you put on Indeed? Um, Owner operators, it's it's super simple. Um, Owner operators, and I had to tweak it over the time though, but owner operator, looking for owner operators with own tractor trailer insurance, MC, DOT. um, And then like in the description, it'll tell them like what it is that we're doing. Like we're a dispatching company looking to recruit owner operators like yourself looking to either be over the road or have home time daily, um, looking to make between this amount and that. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Lachifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics and hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcast. That amount with a um, you know, professional dispatcher that can keep you moving um, however long you want us to. Um, that's it. Um, it's, it's a few other things in there, but I can't think off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Gotcha. No, no problem. So at this time you didn't have, you didn't have any relationships with any shippers or any, any freight, right. But you're kind of putting it out there to attract some leads and get some, get some, some carriers or get some, some drivers. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. I was throwing myself out there to, to the wolves. All right. So cool. So you stay, you say you start getting some attention, right? People start calling you, start attracting some leads. What happens then? So I got my first carrier Um, after a while, like some people were like interested in working with me, but I really didn't know what to do right off the bat. So some of them I would just turn down or I would ignore the phone calls, like crazy stuff. Um, But then eventually I just took that leap. I'm like, I got this guy. He's really like, well, I need a dispatcher and he wanted a dispatcher. So for him, like my conversation with him was like different with the other guys, like the other guys had a lot of questions that I couldn't answer right off the back. So I would just like turn them down. Like just be like, <laughs> I'll give you a call back. Like, and, never like, mind. Never mind. Like, Forget yeah. about it. <laughs> I was winging it. It's crazy. I was really winging it back then. Um, right. But then I got this one guy who was like, I just need a dispatcher. I need somebody to help me get these loads and things like that. So I took a chance with him. Um, he was an older guy in North Carolina with a flatbed. And um, we started working together. And after that, that's where I really like learned the business, like actually dispatching my first truck. So going on a load board, like for me, um, I didn't know load boards required memberships and things like that. I didn't know you had to pay almost $99 for one. Um, or I didn't know you needed an MC for it. So I would have to ask my carrier, like, okay, can I use, you know, your authority to, um, get into this load board and things like that. But there are ways around it now. But back then, like it, I really, I was learning. So right. um, him and I, but he was willing to take that chance on me. So that was the great part about it. So yeah, um, I started dispatching him, got our, got him his first load and here why, we are. Why, why, why do you think he gave you that opportunity? Did he just like have no other options or do you think you connected on like a, on like a level to where he, he trusted you? Like what, what made him choose you? 
I believe it was a combination of both. Um, at the time, his wife was the person who was initially dispatching him. However, um, his wife was in the hospital. She had a lot of complications. She was sick. And he actually didn't even want to drive anymore because he wanted to be at home with her or at the hospital with her to take care of her. But he was like, you know, she kept telling me, you know, go out. I need to make money for the family and things like that. So that's he was really desperate for help. Um, and then in a sense, I built that, like for me with my carriers, I always try to build that family, that personal relationship. Like I would check on his wife, check on him, you know, see how they were doing and things like that. So I think I did in a sense, gain his trust and made him feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, I'm trusting you with my business. And it, yeah, it was definitely a combination of the two. Got you. So he was just one truck, one driver, right? He had his own authority. He was just running by himself. That's how that worked. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. So what happens after that? So after that, I just was like, okay, I'm doing this. I can take on some more. Um, (laughs) So after that, I just started like putting out more ads. Now I'm setting up my phone system that Google didn't tell me about either. (laughs) Um, I'm setting up the phone system so that these people can stop calling my personal phone. Um, And then um, I set that up got my website going, um, started creating my carrier packets that I wanted to send out to the carriers, had them sign it, thought about how I was setting up um, invoicing. So I put all of those things together and then I put out more ads and started bringing on more drivers. Um, Once I started bringing out more, like once more drivers started to come on, it started to become too much for me to handle. So what I realized was I, I did eventually bite off more than I could chew. So at one point I was, I had about seven or eight carriers and I couldn't control all of them by myself. And I still was working a full-time job. Mm. So I eventually, the money was coming in, but I'm like, okay, this can't work. So I had to talk to my boyfriend at the time, like, okay, well, I want to do this full-time. It's going really good. It's moving at a fast pace. Um, you know, can we kind of figure something out? Like, can I get like a part-time job somewhere and do the, and try to do this full-time? And to my surprise, he was on board, um, with, as he always is with some of my other mini ventures. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah, he, he was like, okay, let's do it. Like, you know, go ahead. I trust you. I'm sure, you know, you'll make it work. So at this point, I'm like, you know, if I leave this job, this is it. I can't like, this has to work. Yeah. It, yeah, it has to. So, so, um, so before you, before you move move forward, so seven or eight carriers, is that seven or eight trucks or is that more than that? How, how many like that's trucks? Seven, that's, that's actually trucks. Okay. So it's like seven, eight trucks so, you're dispatching at this point. Yeah. So all of them only had like one truck. Okay. So you're in, yeah. okay. Got you. Got you. And, and just to give us an idea about how much money are you bringing in at this time with seven, eight trucks when, when you're oh, deciding to leave your job? Oh, wow. So, <laughs> So let's see. So, I mean, if you want me to give you like the actual breakdown, I can. So, yeah, let's go. We love so it. For- we, we we love the numbers. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, let me bring it up. Okay. So for me, um, how I do my invoicing is I can either do 8% per load or a flat rate of $250 per week. That rate has changed since then, but this was going off back then. My flat rate was 250. So most of the carriers either chose like they most of them wanted the flat rate because they could kind of um save more in a sense because it's just that flat rate and they know they're going to do so much more than that in a week. But if I'm doing um 250, I did like 250 um per week per load. It really wasn't much, but it, it helped me reach my goal that that I wanted to meet in the um my weekly goal. Got you. So, so that's about seventeen fifty. You say about seventeen fifty per week doing seven trucks. Okay. Where'd you get that uh that model from? I it just came up. I decided to so what I noticed was when I was on YouTube, I learned that a lot of companies were doing the percentage um, thing, but I wanted to offer something different to my carriers. I wanted to give them an option. So either you can do this percentage or you can have this flat rate and save money. However, like these are still like the stipulations. Um, a, a, a few things have changed since then with the business. It's no longer that rate. And then we've added something else to it. But um, back then it was just either or the 8% per load or the 250. But I, I just thought of it. And where, and where were you finding uh, your freight at this time? All load boards or did you make some relationships with some direct sh- shippers? 
I didn't even know anything about shippers at that time. It was okay. all low boards. I okay. was a complete rookie. Like I really am the definition of <laughs> started from the bottom <laughs> and learning your way up. <laughs> right, right, right. Got you. How, 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 how was that? Like talk about your experience. There's a lot of people who want to get into dispatching, getting started, making those calls at, at being green, really not knowing anything. Like how did you navigate through that? Um, just by not just, um, researching like with Google, obviously who wasn't the biggest help, but watching those YouTube videos and then staying active on social media. Like I got a lot of information from other people who were dispatching. Like I've never taken anyone else's like course or anything like that. Um, which I probably would have liked to back then. Cause it probably would have saved me a lot of the, the stuff that I've been through on my own. But um, I just watch a lot of the other ladies that's in the industry, a lot of the other men that's in the industry, like seeing the type of things that they're posting or I'll see, like I'll ask questions. Like I'll even reach out and say, hey, like I see you're dispatching and this is, you know, you're doing this. Can you give me a little insight, a little more on how to do that? Um, or I, I just got to go through it on my own and learn and, and, and learn from what I've been going through. What do you think is one thing a course could have taught you that you had to learn on your own? Wow. Um, everything, (laughs) (laughs) everything. Um, but the biggest downfall was finding carriers and that's how a lot of people, um, even today I get a lot of people who are taking courses and by the time they're done their course, they're still like, okay, I took the course. I'm ready to start my business, but how do I find carriers? Right. So I would say that was the one thing like um, I, I kind of wish I would have like maybe taken a course and it could have probably taught me how to do that. But then again, you still got people till this day that hasn't like they're taking courses and still don't know how to find them. So I don't know. Yeah. Finding carries and probably keeping them, too. Right. Keeping them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, pro- that is that's probably too. even more more important. Keeping them because you can yes. find them, but you got to maintain those true. relationships. Yes, that's so true. That is true. For sure. All right, cool. So we get to seven to eight trucks. You you speak with your boyfriend now, husband. You guys decide that it's time to you for you or or you can leave your job now. You 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 feel confident enough to move on. So talk about that transition a little bit. Yeah. Um I, I, I just took that leap of faith. Um so now but I realized that seven trucks is a little too much for me. So yeah, I like met my, I, I went a little over my 1250 goal or whatever my goal was for that week. So now I'm able to make that on a flat rate, you know, with all my drivers having that 250 per week rate. But it's for me, I'm like, okay, I feel like I can make more, but at the same time, I have to let some of these drivers go because I'm like literally going crazy. Uh, I I was like doing way too much and to the point where it was like it was becoming more stressful than my job. So I quit my job and now I'm even more stressed out than I was trying to handle these seven men who um, are men, men, and they're demanding and they, you know, they want what they want. They need their loads. They they need things. So I got to fill out rate confirmations, all types of stuff. So um, that's where I got the idea of. I'm going to bring on some people under me and I'm going to get some help. So that's how I started to recruit um, freight broker agents. I mean, not freight broker agents. I'm sorry. Freight dispatcher agents up under Destiny Way Logistics. Okay. I love that. All right. So you get to the point to where you're overwhelmed. You're like, man, we need to, we need to start getting some help out here. Now you, you, you got into the dispatch business, you, you know, kind of faking it till you made it right. Didn't really know what you were doing. Literally. Now you're high. Now you're hiring people under you. So first, how far are you into the business? How many years are you into the business when you start hiring dispatch agents? At this point, I'm about seven months in still. New. Okay. S- seven months in still. No. So you barely know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, I, y- you know what though? Um, I knew what needed to be done. I knew like what I had to do. I knew I could teach them how I learned it and what not to do. Um, So I felt comfortable with bringing on that help. I really did. Got you. All right. So how do we start getting the help? Talk about that process. I just started putting it out there to family members. I started with my family members like, hey, you know, I'm dispatching trucks. If you ever wanted to, you know, make some extra money, this is what you can do. And I literally started with two of my cousins. Um, They wanted to sign up 
And what I did was I started it as like a membership. So the membership basically was you um, to sign on, you'll get access to like the load boards to book the trucks and things like that. Um, You'll get all the documents needed to work with the carrier because I was bringing them on as agents for Destiny Way Logistics, but as independent contractors with the opportunity to still start their own dispatching business. Okay. So in that process, it was like, this is what you can get. Um, this is how you can do it. And it's just a $20 fee for you to start um, dispatching, but you could, you're going to maximize that um, initial investment. So I started with my two cousins. And then after that, I decided to go on social media, put an ad out there on social media. And I started getting people who were interested in dispatching. Okay. And that's how Got I went about that. So, so you said you started out as like a, a, like almost like a, like a, like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, franchise, like, like almost like a franchisee, like, like basically yes. they're operating under destiny way logistics, but they're their own independent freight dispatcher and they have access to all your carriers. Right. And, but, and they have access to all your low board, so forth and so on. And all they have to do is just kind of do the work. Right. That's and then correct. They get it. So how, how did how did they get paid? Like how was what was the, the split? So the split was 60 40. So for um, we had the well, we still do have this program. So we have the freight dispatcher program where the split is 60 40 and you get um, to work with at least five carriers. Um, you get access to the load board, like your own sign and things like that. Um, what else you get? you get access to our back office system, you pretty much everything you need to run a dispatching business. And then we have what is called the sub agent program to where though the split is 80 20. Well, at the time we was calling it like the team lead. So the team lead, they can have as many carriers as they want and they can, it's like, it's literally their business. They, they can bring on agents up under them. They can have as many carriers as they need. They still get the, um, the um access to the load boards but they're able to make more money there okay for them the um opportunity is greater so that's Got why you. the commission split is higher for them so what what would it why would somebody not just start their own business why would they work with you and i got that question a whole lot <laughs> um <laughs> The reason being is because, and this is how I always explained it and how I looked at it when I decided to like launch that program. Um you can start your own business. However, not everyone know where to start or not everyone wants to pay, um, you know, 300 to $1,000 for a freight dispatch and training, or they don't have the tools, or sometimes they just need that mentorship to get going. So for me, it was, it was basically, okay, well, you can come up under Destiny Way Logistics and still have the opportunity to start your own business because I'm going to assist you and be that mentor that you need for just this, you know, one, this month, not this one-time fee, but this monthly um, fee of $20 and you're still getting everything you need. So if you were to part ways, you can start your own business and it's no, you know, bad blood or no, you know, um, animosity or anything like that, because I'm giving you the tools to go out and start your own business. So you can start your own business and you can do it the way I did and try to struggle your way up if like figuring it out, or you can come up under destiny logistics and, you know, learn the ropes, learn the industry, the way that I, you know, I told it by not making the mistakes that I've made and getting that experience and then going out on your own. Got you. Got you. Love it. All right. So as you start adding these free agents now, tell me about how the business starts to grow from there. Um, it, 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 it just started doing really good. Um, the numbers are obviously shooting up now, um, because we're bringing on more people to move more loads and then they have their lead system that they're going off of getting carriers and things like that. Of course, I introduced them to Indeed. So they're following up with carriers and leads from there as well. Um, And then at this point now, I want to do more. So now I want a broker. Like I'm looking into brokering and that's where the birth of the brokering side of Destiny Way Logistics came in at. Because now... The di- we have the dispatching side down pack where, you know, we're doing pretty good for, um, you know, a small company, but, um, and, you know, everyone is working remotely and things like that. But now it's time to expand. Got you. How many freight agents do you have under you now? I have freight dispatcher agents. Freight, freight I have- dispatcher agents. Yeah. 
Yeah, the dispatchers, I have, I believe, eight. Eight now. Okay. Yes. Cool. Sounds good. All right. So you said you wanted you you started looking to get into brokering. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So of course, I initially wanted to start brokering, but the overhead was a little out of my price range at the time. Um, so I started like doing my research again. Like, okay, now let's revisit this. How can I start brokering? Um, I now at this point I can't afford to start my own brokerage, but me, um, kind of being a little um, what's the word I'm looking for? Resourceful? Resourceful. <laughs> <laughs> I came across some things and I'm like, okay, well, if, before I jump out there, let me start off as um, an agent, which I didn't know that there was a such thing as. So I started off as a free agent working under someone else's. Someone had a an agency under Landstar. And um, I connected with this woman who had her own agency with Landstar so I was working as her agent. So that's where I got my experience from, my brokering experience. You know, um, she trained us, like allowed us to like speak, like reach out to our own shipper leads and things like that, showed us how to connect with shippers, um, showed us how to quote, things like that. And I worked with her. And unfortunately, that um, situation didn't turn out how I thought it would, but I did get the experience. So that was the blessing in it. So now I want to do my own thing because it's not working out with her. So I went into um, looking into other 3PL companies like Landstar that I could partner with and start and grow my own brokerage. So at this time, now I have my own book of business. So I'm able to bring my book of business with me when I start my own agency. And that's how we got into that. Now, how how does that work when you go to a company like Landstar to be an agent? What's the process to even get signed up to work with them? Well, I know back then. Um, so because I was coming on as an agent under someone else, that person had to recruit me. So I had to be actively looking for a freight agent position. So it's not like I can just reach out to Landstar and say, hey, I want to become a free agent. Um or have my own agency because you have to have that experience and have to have that um, book of business. So the lady, actually, I connected with her from a mutual um, Instagram friend who gave me the information. She was like, Hey, um, this lady is hiring. She put a post out there and I reached out like, Oh, that's something I'm interested in. How can I, how can I get into it? And she was like, you know, reach out to her caller and things like that. So it is kind of like invitation only. Um, if someone is actively looking for agents to recruit, but then um, if you have that book of business and if you have that experience, you can go to a company like Landstar, Global Trans or Trinity Logistics and say, hey, I have a book of business. I want to start my own um, like my own brokerage agency or become an agent of my own with you guys. OK, got you. And then and then what 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 do they do from there? Like once you ask to. uh to kind of set that up. How does that, how does that work? So if you're going in as a broker agent, how I started out as, mm-hmm. um, as a broker agent, then everything is on that agency owner. So, you know, your recruiting process, how you're getting paid, everything is up to that agency owner. So you're in control. You don't have to really deal with Landstar except when you're using their systems. Um, okay. Now, if you're doing like for me, eventually I started my own agency with um, Trinity Logistics. That's the 3PL company that I now work with and that I have my broker agents under. Um, if you're starting out in that sense, they'll, you know, you'll reach out, put in your application. They'll ask you about your experience, just like any particular any other job or anything like that um they'll ask you about your experience your book of business um what it is that you know about the industry and so forth you answer you know those questions answer them honestly and someone will reach out to you which will more than likely be um the person like your point of contact for when you do get signed on for them and um once they approve you or once they once you're done the interview process because you will interview it about three people prior to them even giving you a contract. Um, once you're done and they actually say, you know, Hey, we like you, we want to put you under, you know, our team and things like that. Um, or bring you on board, then they'll start their onboarding process and you're basically your own agency up under them. So kind of sort of what I'm doing with the dispatching business, but now I'm outsourcing to 
a, a 3PL company for the brokering side. Got you. And how does the how how does the split work with with them? Can you give some insight into that? Yeah. So um, Trinity's split is you get I believe sixty percent of okay. the line haul. Yes. Okay. Percent of the line haul. Got you. So sixty percent. And what are you getting access to for that uh, for that forty percent that you're giving them? Well, you get a lot. Um, you get access to. All of the load boards with, well, not all of the load boards, but you get access to DAT um, power and um, truckers, truckers edge, I believe. Um, Yeah. So you get access to those two. You get access to their um, TMS system, which has over 32,000 shipper leads that no one is actively working with. So you have leads to go off of. Um, You have access to... um, tons of carriers who's been signed up with Trinity. Um, You get your own um, back office support. So if I ever come into a problem or have a question about anything, I can simply make one phone call and I have an agent who works directly for my agency that, you know, half of that 40% is coming out of like goes to that person. So I'm paying this person to like back me up or answer any questions that myself or my team have. Um, in addition, we have the LTL system that's completely separate from, um, quoting and things like that. So our customers who, um, our LTL customers can go right into the system and book their own loads without even getting a quote from us. Um, what else? I I believe it's a lot. It's more (laughs) than that, but I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I always speak highly of that company. So what 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 exactly do you have to do actively to keep that business going? Because they're providing so much, so much like what what what's the what? How are you connecting the dots? Yeah, so you basically just have to be actively moving loads with them. Um, you want to make sure your team is actively moving loads as well, not just yourself or not just one person of um, the team. So um, we do to 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 make sure I'm staying within their guidelines and things like that. I host team um, meetings. I hope I host weekly team meetings for my team to see what everyone is doing, seeing what everyone is working on um, so that we can make sure we're all actively moving those loads with Trinity so that we can stay on board with them. These are my broker agents. Okay. So, okay. So that, that, that's separate. So you have broker agents and then you have the dispatch agents. Yep. All right. So, all right. So how many broker agents do you have? I have 10. Okay. All right. So you got to explain this business a little bit more to me. All right. So (laughs) just, just, just to clarify, so people listening could totally understand exactly what you, you, you're doing. You're signed up with Trinity logistics, right? They're, Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're the, they, they hold the authority, right? Yes. Yes. So, so they're the company that holds the authority. You're an agent for them, Mm -hmm. right? So you're kind of like a, a, a franchisee for Trinity, um, for lack of a better term. And then you have broker agents that actually work under you. Mm-hmm. Okay, now correct. you, now you hired them the same kind of way that you hired your dispatchers for destiny I, way logistics. I do. Yes. So, um, the, the model, I keep it pretty simple, the same thing. Um, I'll put out an ad on social media when I'm ready to start, um, recruiting and things like that. Um, I usually don't use Indeed for like my agents or uh, like for either of the agents because it just, you'll get so many, it becomes overwhelming, but, um, I'll just put out an ad on social media. The hiring process is the same. They go to the website, fill out an application. Um, uh, myself or my assistant will reach out to them, get a little more information. Um, if we're interested, we'll have them send them a link for them to apply. They apply. And then we start the onboarding process from there. Got you. And what are um, what do they have to have in order to work for you as as brokers? Um, what, what's your kind of criteria? So we do ask that they have um, a book of business to start off with, have some knowledge of the trucking industry. Um, we do have a program to where as though we can offer training for the brokers or um, if they already have taken like a training and things like that, then um, for them, the because for them, this is a for brokers, it's a one-time monthly fee, which is different just to jump in because they're getting so much to go off of. Um, 
So like if they need training, then the, the rate is 149 to jump in. But if okay. they don't need training, then it's just a one-time $99 fee to jump in and they can, you know, get on board and start brokering right away. Okay. Got you. So I'll ask you the same question I asked you about the dispatches. What's to stop them for just going directly to like a Trinity and doing the same thing you're doing? Those fees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Everybody, no one really wants to start out, um, you know, I, I, we're in hard times right now. Everyone is trying to find a way to kind of save money. And I think that's why, like, I, even with me, like when I have these platform fees, like a one-time platform fee or a membership fee, it's not something that I really want to do because I really want to assist people. But in this industry, in order, like any industry, to be quite honest, um, I feel like if you're going to take it serious, the only way you will is if your money is tied to it. So, um, you know, so that you don't waste your time or mine, I have to put this fee on it. Um, not only because, so I know you're going to do what you need to do, but, um, you'll get your money's worth and you get so much with it. You're getting literally backed by, um, like even on the broker inside, you're getting backed by a known three PL company, which is a great thing. And even with, um, the dispatching, you're being backed by my company, who now we are a reputable company. Um, we're now, um, we've been in business for over two years now, and we're doing pretty good. We've had most of our carriers for quite some time now. So I feel like the the small fee is worth it. So, got you, got you. Yeah. Got you. All right, let's 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 talk about um the last last mile uh, operation. Which, what do you have going on over there? Yeah. So um, with that, it's still in its growing phase. Um, I'm super excited about it. But with that, I decided to, again, outsource. And I came across this company that allows me to have my own um, platform, my own driving platform that allows my carriers to come on. Like I'll send them an invitation after they do their um, application to drive for me. They'll um, fill out an application once they fill out the application, I'll send them an invitation to the app. Once they get on the app and um, like say that they're online or say that they're signed on, every load that we get or whatever shipment that we need locally or um, long distance, it'll pop up within this app and they can either accept or decline um, decline the what is it the job. Right. So, so you're finding these, these carriers, the same, the same way, kind of just putting out um, ads and how, how are you, how are you connecting these carriers with yourself and this application that you have, this mobile app? Absolutely. So for the carriers, I did use Indeed. I went back to Indeed for the, um, I called them. Indeed owes you some money. You you need to sponsor Indeed. They, they love you. You know what? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They they need to give you a a sponsorship or something. They should. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of love for Indeed. I do. Um, I guess because I became so comfortable with it over time, I know how to navigate it and things like that. So yeah, it's become one of my go-tos. Um, roll with that. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I have the independent um, contract driver position on Indeed. It's pretty much just how we put the owner operator position on Indeed. So instead now it's saying you're supposed to have your own vehicle so you can have um, a vehicle that is as new as a 2010 or newer. Um, and then, um, of course it has to be reliable, can get you from A to B, can possibly go a long distance. Um, or you can have like a, um, a cargo van. So we put that post out there on Indeed and then we'll get the applicants to come in. Like as the applications are coming in, my team and I will go through each of the applications, see which ones we're interested in. The ones we are, we'll give them a call, set up an interview with them, interview, once they're done interviewing, we'll have them go on our website, fill out the actual application, and then um, which has them upload their driver's license. We get the MVR records um, just to make sure that everything is okay. And then we do a background check. Once everything comes back good, we'll then send them the invitation to the app. And once they're on with the app, that's when they can start receiving the jobs to take. Now, where is this freight coming from? So it's coming from literally anywhere. So we partner with um, lawyer's office, doctor's office, um, 
what else? The local mailing companies here in Delaware. Um, so right now, all of our clientele is just like the tri-state area, which is Delaware, New Jersey, um, and Pennsylvania. But we are in the process of trying to like expand into other states. Okay. Are you got? Are you building these relationships, or are these relationships through the application? No, I wish it's me. I have to build these relationships. So it's me like on the phone calling out to each of these businesses, asking them if they're, you know, interested in partnering with um, a last mile delivery company or a local um, carrier company who can um, transport their goods for them. So you use the app as just like like a TMS service kind of for the the most part. Yes. So the app is just basically what um, navigates the driver. So when the driver is online, the the job will populate. So let's say we get an order from the mailing company that we partner with. When that order comes in, myself or one of my dispatchers will go into the app, add the job in there, the details of it, how much it's paying, and it'll automatically generate to the app. Mm. Once that pops up in the app, whoever, whichever driver is in the area that's online, they'll all see that particular job and they can see all the details of it and they can either accept or decline it. If they accept it, the GPS will automatically start to route them to the pickup location. Once they get to that pickup location, they'll say, we're here. They'll pick up the package, put it in their car, and then they'll put navigate to destination. And then the destination will take them to where they need to go. And then once they drop it off there, they have to take a picture of it. The picture uploads within the app, which comes directly to myself or my team. And then they'll hit in trip. And they're done for the day. What or type of commodity to do that? What type of commodities are, are you moving? So it's usually just like small letters. Um, we've had some companies ship like a few boxes of um, dry goods. Um, it can be literally anything. Um, now, with the when the shipper or the customer says like it's a bigger order, then we'll know like we have to send this out to just our um, Sprinter van um, carriers. A car can't take is if it's you know something crazy um, right. that I can't think of at the top of my head right now. But you do get some crazy stuff that you can move. Do you have issues with the with these with these shippers or these clients actually using the app? Because I know a lot of times it's difficult to get people to just use technology, especially in the trucking industry, like to where they just want to call you instead of you know using the application. Like, is that a problem for you, or are they like do you onboard them? good enough to where like they, they know how to use the app. They're familiar with it and they'll give you all the information you need to where you can, you know, use it efficiently. That's a great question. It's not an issue for me. However, they do have issues because again, they don't want to go into this app and put in all the information. So a lot of the time we find ourselves manually putting the information into the app that they send us, or like they'll send it in an email instead of going to the app and just typing in the details. Um, They have their own logins and everything. So like when a shipper does um, or a customer does say like, okay, we want to work with you and things like that, we give them their own set of logins so that they can go in and place their own order. Nine times out of 10, they're not doing that. Got they, you. Got- they're still emailing over or they'll call and say, hey, Destiny, this is what I need tomorrow. Can you, you know, move this for me? And we have to like go in and manually add the order. But it's not a big deal. It, it, it's, you know, that's just how they are. It's, but that's OK. What, what were most of your clients using before they started using you as a service? Some of them already had like their own cargo van. So like, I know like the two mailing companies that we work with, they already have their own cargo vans. However, they own the business, so they can't be in the business. And it's the same thing for both of them. They can't be at two places at one in two places at one time. So they don't have the staff to run the actual mailing company. And if a delivery order comes in from one of their clients, they can't go and drop that delivery off. So now they're finding themselves outsourcing to a company like myself because they can't handle it or they can't afford to pay a driver or something like that. So for the most part, they were doing everything on their own um, using, I guess, just like their phone, like they get an order in from one of their customers and then, you know, they try to hurry up and shut their store down, go make the delivery, come back, but it's not working. Got you. Is your client base kind of spread across or do you get like a bulk of your work from like a couple clients or like, how does that work? Like, where are you getting most of your work from? 
most of it is from the two mailing companies. They ship like crazy. Um, okay. We do have the law offices. It, it, they, they ship with us sporadically. They might need a document picked up from this office, take it to another office or things like that. But um, for the most part, the majority of it is coming from the two mailing companies that we have do ship with us regularly. Got you. And how do you, uh, how do you like bill for stuff like that? Like how do you create your rates for, for, for those type of moves? So I basically took, um, the same model from the trucking industry and decided to go off of a per mile rate. Now, these two companies have been doing this with us since we launched back in November. So now I'm able to offer them like a discount or I'll give them a rate or say, you know, don't worry about it. You know, we'll take, you know, $50 off your bill this time. Um, and I'll just invoice them based on really the mileage or depending on if the, if it's a bigger package and we need a bigger truck, then of course, now we have to add like a, a bigger fee onto it. Um, and usually that's like a flat rate, f- like for the size of the box. Got you. Where, where did you get this idea from the app? Like, where'd that come from? Because that's kind of a little bit out of the box of what you were already doing. Like, where, where'd that mm-hmm. come from? I just, I, I want to do everything I can do. Um, I don't know. These things, <laughs> I, I get these, you know what? I'm going to be completely honest and transparent here. Yeah. I go to church and I pray for, like, one time my 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 um pastor, he said, you know, drop your seed and pray for God like ideas. And I did that. And I find myself doing that all the time. And then I'll be asleep. And then about three o'clock in the morning, uh, a thought will come in my head like, oh, you can do this. Like, and I'll jump up, like write it down or put it in my phone. Like, okay, Google how to start a last mile delivery service. Mm-hmm. And I'll start back. I'll go back to Google, see how I can do something. And if it's something that I feel like I can conquer, which I feel like I can conquer anything, um, I'll just jump right out there and start it or do it. Got you. Nah, I, I like that. And what's the app that you're using to connect? Um, can you share that? Is that can you share that? Yeah, I don't using? mind. Yes, okay. it's enough. It's enough opportunity for everyone. It's Get Swift. Um, okay. G E T S as in Sam, W I F as in Frank T. Okay, Get cool. Swift. And and what ex- and what exactly does that do again? Just explain what that app does and how you're able to run this company. Absolutely. So that that particular app allows you to basically connect your shipper customers with the carriers that you're going to hire to do the deliveries um, for them. As simple put, and it has um, live GPS tracking, like real time tracking. It has um, updates for your customer. They can they can um, track the carrier. They can see when your carrier has picked up the load, when they had dropped it off. Um, what else you can have the back office team for, I mean, you have a back office system for your team where they can go in manually and put the different, um, shipments in, in order, like in there manually, you can customize what it is you want to charge your customers, what it is you want to pay your carriers. It's so much. Um, and you can even, um, separate like your, like the different customers you have by customer. So you can assign different carriers to each particular, like specific customer that you have, if you choose to. Gotcha. Does it have like an invoicing component to it as well? You can invoice. It doesn't. That's the only thing that it doesn't offer. So you do have to do your invoicing separately. However, they do have a lot of integrations with um, like Square, QuickBooks and things like that. So if you choose to, you can integrate the two. It's just something that I haven't had the time to kind of sit down and play with or have someone that's really good with technology to kind of integrate it for me. Um, But so I just do mine separately right now, but they do have that opportunity. Got you. Got you. So as I listen to your story and I listen to your different businesses that you've built, the common theme that I see is kind of like OPM. Other people's money. Uh, you use an outsource. You yes. where, where 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 did that come from? How did you develop that? Is that just something to where you're like you're just frugal? You don't want to spend your own money. It's like you know, let me figure out the way that I can get the same thing accomplished without having to put myself out there. Where does that train of thought come from? Yeah, you know what? It's not about me necessarily being frugal. It's more so about me trying to keep my costs down as low as possible because I want to start these things, but how can I start it without spending thousands of dollars? 
So I always try to see what that other option is before investing all of my money. Now, like, I don't mind, like, I even with like the different outsourcing things that I do or the different ways, like the, the different approaches that I take, I still end up spending or investing a lot of my own money for different things that come up that, you know, an app or something that, that, that it can't offer or right. taking a loss or something like that. But um, for the most part, I just want to see like how I can do it before I go invest in all of my money. And if it works out doing this way, this is what I'm going to stick to. Got and you. for the most part with, you know, with the different things that I've been outsourcing with, it's been working and it's working great. So why change it? What What's, what's the next big idea or the next seed that you're planting that, that, hmm. that God is giving you as you go to sleep tonight? <laughs> what's the next one? You know what? I'm going to have to pray on that. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, I do want to um open up a warehouse. I, I definitely want to have a warehouse. So that might be next on the list. But okay. I also want to be able to like I know we're going through like COVID and things like that right now. I also want to have like my actual um office for employees to come to and things like that, like a space for the, the employees that are not like remote, like instead of hiring contractors and things like that, I want to actually have employees other than the assistant that I have on payroll. I want to have like an, an entire team of, um, like I said, employees. And then I do want to start the warehouse process as well. Got you. How has COVID uh, impacted your business? Has it, has it helped it? Has it hurt it? It has helped it tremendously. Um, when COVID first started, I was one of the people who freaked out and I actually like shut the business down for a few months. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute, that's so backwards. You're in the trucking industry. You should be capitalizing off of this. What are you doing? (laughs) So I shut the business down and the dispatchers that I had at the time, unfortunately we all parted ways. Um, and then it, it was a good, maybe two to three months that I was not actively like dispatch and I wasn't doing anything. Like I started sending my carriers to like other dispatching companies like, Hey, you have room for, you know, can you bring on this carrier and things like that? Um, so after like giving it like some really deep thought and thinking how crazy it was of me to even do that, I decided to like, um, jump back in, you know, open the business back up where I left off at, got new, um, agents, which is the agents, which are the agents that I have now. Um, even, I even have some of the agents that I had from before too. Um, and now we're doing better than we were doing before. And this is going on this month, actually year, this will be the year three and our numbers are even greater than before COVID has helped. (laughs) It says, it's funny. That's, that's, that's (laughs) common. The push that I needed. Yeah, everybody who I usually ask that question to says COVID has, I mean, outside of what it's impacted, you know, a lot of people's families and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Obviously, it's been a lot of tragedy with COVID, but in mm-hmm. business wise, it's helped a lot of business, especially in this industry. You know, it, yeah, it's freight, it freight, freight started movement and and, and you, you transportation. You need us. You know what I mean? We're not going anywhere. All yeah, right. Absolutely. So so just to give an idea of all this to recap now, mm-hmm. the, the business, where is it at now? So right now you have the, the the freight dispatchers. You have about what? You said eight dispatchers with you Eight now? dispatchers. Yes, eight dispatchers. The freight brokerage through, through through Trinity. You have about 10 brokers, mm-hmm. right, under you. And in the last mile, about give or take about how many uh, different carriers do you work with with the uh, last mile? You know what? It's so many. I have... Um, I can't even keep count anymore. Now, how many of them are actively accepting the loads? Actively accepting loads. <laughs> Got um, you. To, 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 just to, it's a roundabout. I mean, I know you probably couldn't say yeah. the exact number. Yeah, no, it's probably about, I'll give a good, it's not a lot. A good seven of them are actively accepting loads. I've even, like my husband and I have even had to accept loads and go pick up and drop off. So we're kind of within oh so you you well. guys have you guys have assets as well you guys have equipment you got a truck no you we can you can use your own vehicle oh, if you're oh, you picking up your own... at a yeah got you if got you, you. If, if a lawyer office just need you to pick up like you know a letter and take it to another location yeah, we can do that easily so if got someone you. else isn't accepting it it, we're we're working with mainly like the mail companies, like um the local mail companies in the area. And then, like I was saying, lawyer's office and then doctor's offices. So a lot of the time they don't need a cargo van or a straight box truck. 
you can gotcha. use your veil your regular vehicle. That's what I was saying. Like it has to be at least a 2010 or newer, and then it has to be reliable. But if gotcha. you have those credentials, yeah, you can use your vehicle. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Cool. 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 Sounds good. Well, Destiny, man, listen, I, I appreciate it. This has been a fun, a, definitely a fun talk. Do you have anything else that you're working on that you want to let the hustle fam know about? Like, what do you have going on? You, just, just in case I missed anything. Yeah, no, you didn't miss anything, but right now we are in the process. We do have our authority. Um, so we are in the process of getting our, well, we're not going to go out and buy a truck. We are going to rent. Um, and then we're going to hire some carriers and we're going to get to some of this, um, this money moving up and down these roads too. <laughs> yeah. My husband is a CDL driver, so it's time to put him in my truck. <laughs> so <laughs> got you. Got what that, made you decide to rent as opposed next. as opposed to buy? What made you decide to rent a truck as opposed to you know what? Or- um, because I did a consultation with um one of the ladies. I don't want to just like put her on a spot out there. Yeah, so yeah for sure. Business name. For sure. But um, I did a consultation with someone who is very known and reputable on um, Instagram. And when I did my consultation with her, I was telling her all the things that I wanted to do. Like she's doing really good. She has actually has a warehouse. So okay. she's kind of inspired me to do the warehouse and aspect of it. But she also has trucks and things like that as well. And when I was telling her what my ideas were, um, last year about getting a truck, she was like, why do you want to keep spending money? Like <laughs> I literally had a contract with, her, and this is what made me do the consultation. Cause I had a contract for a warehouse and I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get this. I'm going to sign it. And this is what I want to do. And she's like, no, you're, you're not ready yet. You don't have, you know, the tools that you need. And she was really upfront. She was very blunt, straightforward, mm. but that's what I needed because I would have like failed. Mm. Um, so she was like, no. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go and get a truck. Then I'll buy a truck and then start the warehousing thing. And she was like, why do you want to keep spending money? Just rent, if you're going to do the truck, rent the truck, get on with, make sure you start the process with the government contract. And like, she, she put me, she schooled me to all of those things. Mm. Um, and she was like, don't go out and buy a truck right away. Start off renting that way. If something was to happen, you can kind of um, be covered by Penske or Ryder. They'll give you another truck right away or something like that. Like they'll cover like the maintenance and things like the, the, the big stuff that you don't want to have that overhead with right away. So right. that's where I got the model of um, renting over buying flat out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Cool. So cool. I love we're it. We're going to start it. off renting, see how that takes, like see where that takes us. And um, if that works out, we'll probably continue to rent or we'll um, more than likely buy once we have that established capital for the, like the truck inside of it. Got you. Got you. I love it. I love it. So you've been in the business. How long total now ever since your, since your entry in what's, what's, what's it been now? Three years. Three years. Three wow, years you, to you, be exact on my birthday, the 15th, February 15th is when I there, launched. February 15th is your birthday? Yes. The day after Valentine's Day? Oh, I feel yes, bad for is. your husband. He got to no. double up. He got to double up. <laughs> Believe it or not, he doesn't. <laughs> he should. I tell him that all the time. He got to no, not. Well, I mean, he should be able to combine both in, in one in one. He day. does, which I think yeah. is getting over, yeah. but it's okay. <laughs> He, he made up for it with the ring and everything like that. So I'll, I'll give him a pass. Congrat- congratulations on that. <laughs> on that. And, 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 and also I'm not only interviewing just you. I mean, um, we expecting also as well, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we are due March 7th and I believe she's going to come a lot sooner than that. Her name wow. is Dovely Davenport. Dovely. I like that. I like that. Dovely. Any, any particular greenage, just, just like the name, like where's it come from? Well, I mean, I know um, what a dove is, but I mean, like, where'd you yeah, get that? Whole so my inspiration? husband is a minister. Um, and of course, my name is Destiny. And I wanted to think of like D names and things like that. And I really uh-huh. wanted her to have his initials. Um, okay. Like I did with my first daughter. But he's like, no, that's, you know, corny. That's cheesy. He didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I because I, I had a whole list of R names. His name is Roland. I had a list okay. of R names and he didn't like any of them. So I'm like, okay, okay let's go to D names. Right. And when I said Dove, that was the first, that was the only one that he agreed to. Like he, that was the only name he liked and fell in love with it. And he was like, yes, that's, that has to be her name. Her name yeah. would be Dove because, um, you know, it was a Dove that sat it's on biblical. Jesus's arm. Yeah. Like it yeah. has like a biblical background and things like that. And it went perfect because he's a minister. 
So yeah. um, he's, we stuck with Dove for that. So I'm like, okay, well, I still want to incorporate your name into it. So his middle name is Lee, L-E-E. So I got Lee, but hers is going to be L-E-I-G-H. Okay. And then, of course, our last name, Davenport. Love so, it, love it, love it, love it. Dove Davenport. Well, congratulations on the, the soon-to-be new addition and, and the growing family. And congratulations on all your success. I mean, just really getting out there, you know, not knowing anything, but just jumping in. And, and this that's the yeah. spirit of this show. You know what I mean? Just yeah. getting in there, figuring it out as you go along and just growing. And, you know, you did you, you've you been doing the right thing. You've reached out to people. You've gotten mentors. You've, you know, and and and, and you're just growing and, and, and building a beautiful business. It's dope. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you even taking the time to do this with me and allow me to get my story out there and share it with others. I know everyone's process is different. Minds might work for some, minds might may not work for some, but I'm sure it can help someone out there. So that's, that's a what fact. this is all about. And I appreciate you for allowing me to do that. That's a fact. So before you go, we have to get your final thought. You know, that's law. Um, so yeah, let, let, let's, let's get your final thought before you go. And then lastly, let the hustle fam know where they can connect with you destiny. So let's start with the final thought and then we'll get all your social media and all that where people could reach out to you and say, what's up. All right. So final thought, my final thought, and this is something that I always express to my team, um, put yourself out there. These people, the shippers, your clientele, your customers, they're not just going to come to you. Do not be afraid to take that leap. Do not be afraid to um, get out there, make your phone calls, follow-ups. If you want to be successful in this industry, network. Definitely reach out to other people. Don't, Don't put yourself in a box and think you have to do it all alone. There are people out there who's willing to help you. There's people out there who's willing to, you know, help you grow. Not everyone is out to get you. If you want more information, you definitely can follow me on um, Instagram at Destiny Way Logistics LLC or um, reach out to me um, via email at destiny at destinywaylogistics.com or you can give us a call at 866-526-4900. Fraud analyst turned transportation mogul, Destiny Rykard. Thank you so much, uh, Davenport. I forgot Davenport. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show. We appreciate it. It was, it was, it was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. I appreciate your time, Ramel. You take care. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.